Hey, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Sluggish Dog episode 115, I think it is. Nope, 114. This episode is going to sound a little bit different because I am actually streaming it live to the internet right now on Twitch, twitch.tv slash slugor. Yes, those of you that are watching, MMD is here. MMD is here. He is a, uh, he's a legend. He's a legend, MMD. A legend. Um, MMD, do you want me to uh, plug the uh, Etsy store? I can do that. Was it Mr. Mr. Merch Canada? There, I've done it already. Too late. <laughs> Go there for all of your Dungeons and Dragons uh, mat needs. Map mat needs. Go there for any of your mug needs, your custom printing needs. This episode of the Sluggest Doug, Pod Doug Podcast brought to you by Mr. Merch Canada. Mr. MMD. Maharaja MD. Uh, let's go back to... Okay, so... Sorry, podcast listeners, because you weren't here at the beginning as I was talking about this. I uh, was faced with the option of either streaming or uh, recording a podcast. And I decided to go with both. And I was just talking about... Um, I was just talking about VCV Rack. And this this is a, uh, a a game that came out. Well, not a game. <laughs> well, to me, it's a game. To me, it's a game. This is a a, a program that came out. I don't know, quite some time ago. Uh, they just came up with an update though to VCV Rack uh, Two, and this is the free version that I have. I don't quite know what the difference is. Um, but what you can do with it is basically create a synthesizer, modular synthesizer, and. Um, you get these little bits that you download for free, you stick them in there and they all make bleeps and bloops and you add filters and sequencers and all sorts of crap to try to make it make interesting sounds. So this was the very first patch that I made with it. Let's see. first thing I came up with. This is pretty much all it is. It goes, it'll go forever and ever and ever. So it's pretty fun. her down let's bring her all down a bit here let's bring the hi-hat down let's maybe if i zoom in you can kind of see the levels here this is my hats i believe and this is the drum beat down in the background so I mean that's that's it really that's uh, well, I mean it's not it 
<laughs> it's much more than that. There is um, a YouTuber by the name of Omri Cohen. A uh, bit of an unfortunate name right now because every time I see it, I think of Omicron. Om Omicron? Yeah. Uh, but he is like the master when it comes to this. He knows this very, very well. He's an amazing musician and um, artist and sculptor and uh, interesting guy. Interesting guy. He creates videos on YouTube um, that uh, show you how to do this. And uh, I've gone through some of his little tutorials and have figured out how to do this. Um, this was my very first patch. Uh, it's not very exciting. It's not very exciting. It, it, it's just me learning how things work. Um, the biggest problem I guess that I've had is sort of figuring out what each little device does and figuring out the signal path of um, where you start, right? Uh, obviously you want to start with a sound. Uh, but sometimes you don't. You want to start with a trigger that makes the sound. But I guess that's not part of the signal path. It's it's interesting. So everything is all based on electrical impulses, which is are, are at frequencies, which sound is frequencies. And uh, it's also uh, translated as voltage, more or less, in the actual analog synthesizer world. So... Um, as far as I understand, I could be totally wrong here. Um, but, um, as you, uh, start to adjust the knobs, because I know podcast listeners, you will not know what I'm talking about, but basically I'm showing MMD, who is currently in the chat room, uh, a screen of a large mixing board that has about 16 channels and it has an extended, uh, effects racks expander board to it on the side. There is, um... A couple of uh, gray-colored boxes that have dials, what look like dials, and uh, input plugs, and uh, switches, and blinky lights, and stuff like that all over it, with which are connected by virtual wires that lead from one to another. And uh, for uh, those on the uh, on the actual um, the actual stream, I'll show you. This is this. I love this. This is an option. You can adjust the cable tension of the wires in VCV rack. So as you're sitting there and you're and you're you're working and you're patching things, you can have them actually look like an actual massive analog synthesizer rack or whatever you want, uh, and have them all super droopy and uh, and get you know get that weird spaghetti. Let's move this down. Get this we get that weird spaghetti of uh, cables look that it, that we have all seen when we've looked at uh, the very first setup of um, the Moog or uh, what was her name? The Buchel? Buchel? Is it Buchel? Oh, I can't remember what the other one. Buch I was going to say Buchner, but it's not Buchner. But um, yeah, so it's fun. That's what I've been up to for the last few days. So when I was uh, out for a walk, let's, should we, should we maybe, just, let's see, I think I have another patch. Let's open that up. Um, yeah, let's, uh, okay, so this is a 
ambient patch. Let's see how this one worked out. We're going to open a new one here. Whoa! Loud! Well, that was loud. <laughs> Sorry for your ears. Okay, so this one. This one's a bit bigger. We're going to bring the volume of this down. Come on. So this patch, this was my ambient drony patch. Uh, it was me expo exploring, layering different voices. So there's a few different ones here. Let's bring down some of them here. So the first voice is this one here. Hold on. Come on down you. Oh, come on down you. So the first voice that was made... We'll keep that drum on. I like it when it goes off. It's, just, it's set to basically randomly go off. So the first one that was made was this voice. I'm not even quite sure where that comes from. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. Okay. So I think it's actually not supposed to be so drony. I think it's supposed to be several tones. supposed to be that. So bring that down. So the second voice that I then started to add so this is basically created by... I'll bring it back up a bit. Random... It's randomly generated, basically. As much as I could. Uh, set of tones in a sequencer that then goes uh, through a quantizer that keeps it at um, the, the C scale. Uh, and I think I've only got certain notes of the C scale in here. And then that goes into a... Uh, an oscillator, which is creating the, the sound. Uh, it actually has two oscillators. And depending on the voltage that comes out of the sequencer and the quantizer, it changes the the, the octave or the sound, the, the note that's played uh, in the tone. And uh, it's using just a simple sine wave and it's 
flipping up and down, changing its tone very, very, very rapidly. And all of that gets messed with as it goes into uh, basically an effects rack that just starts messing with all the blips and the bloops and the dupes and the dops. And then all that goes into a massive, massive reverb, which looks like it's barely even turned on right now. Let's turn it up. Only problem is, tends to want to feed back a bit on me. So I've had to be kind of careful with that. And that's pretty much it. It's just like a, a noise in the background that's kind of haunting. And I, I kind of liked that. And it, it goes through some very... Uh... Very slow oscillating changes in terms of the amount of feedback and the depth and its position and its panning and the stereo um, the stereo imaging of it. It just exists in the back. So we're going to bring that down. All right. So then the second voice. Let's bring up the second voice that I started. I don't even remember what that is. bring the first one down so we can hear the second one it's kind of a, another textural noise this is you know this is very ambient we're trying to make textural sounds <laughs> there's the drum I don't even know where that comes from I, I I can I can see the channel where it is but okay so this uh, second patch is from where's it go Oh no, the second patch is actually the one that comes well, comes from over here. Ha! That's funny. Is that this guy? Where is this one coming from? This is from Audible Instruments. Oh, okay. So Alright, so that first voice never even went into the other sound mixer upper. That's this one here. This sound mixer upper is actually this one is made from the first one. This is this is uh, sound that has been processed sound from the first voice that has been processed to create a different version of it. It's basically is just in a big filter of it. Um, I never really got much out of it. Let's see if we can mess with some of the. See as I move the density knob, it gets a little. We can change the pitch. So it's just more of a kind of a haunting background sound. So then when you mix in the other one, they're related. Let's change the pitch of this one so that it's relative to the first one. Let's go... I'm going to go two. It might go too high. That's a little high and screechy. That's kind of high and screechy, isn't it? Let's bring that down. Nope. We'll go back down. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back down to one below. 
keeps it moody. Keeps it moody. As you can see, this uh, uh, sound mixer upper. I know, JT. We've got another JT in the chat. Uh, good to see you, buddy. Um, yeah, it's this is a, this is the kind of thing that just has been absorbing my time <laughs> for the past few days. I watch a video or two on how to play with this and I just go in and I start patching things together. So that's the first two voices. They're related to each other. Let's bring them down. The second one I'm not so happy with, but it's kind of just a it's a low-end tone that helps to fill things out. So here's the third one. Let's see what this third voice is. Oh, this is just this is just a constant bass sound. This does not change. I think it it looks like I'm not even modifying it. I think it's just straight up, just bass tone. I can... That might be good to actually add a little oscillator to change that. I'm going to do that. We're going to make... Okay, we're doing it live. We're going to add an oscillator to that. We're going to add what's called a low frequency oscillator. And... L-O-L-F-O. We're going to put this one in. What this does is it starts to change the amount of voltage that is going to a, a module. Uh, we're going to make it slowly oscillate from minus something to plus something. You think there's a range of minus 10 to plus 10 volts. Uh, we're going to make it a sine wave, so it's very smooth up and down as opposed to jaggedy on or off or whatever. Uh, we're going to put that into this scale. We're going to go probably less than 100%. We're going to just go in the positive direction. See if that changes things. Oh, can I adjust this? a bit of movement. Now we could go crazy. We could go crazy. We could add another one. Uh, boop. I'm going to put it to... There's two modifiers on this basal smooth oscillator from Volt. How's the sound mix anyway? Am I louder? I should be. I should really add some ducking. Um, okay, so let's put this other... Put this other one in. We're going to go the other way. I'm going to go that offset. We're going to start at... Put it up on, um... Where's that drum?
We're going to bring in the third voice, or the fourth voice. Let's turn that drum down. <laughs> Here's a fourth voice. Another pulsing, shifting sound. This time... made from three oscillators that are... They should be, uh... pitch-related in a chord. With one of them changing... Actually, two of them changing regularly. One more regularly than the other. Looks like we have one more, other than the, the drum you keep hearing going every once in a while in the background. <laughs> and that's this one. Let's see what this one is. Oh yeah, I like this one. So this time... This time, this one is a, um, another series of notes that are kind of created at random in a, um, a module that is specifically meant to randomize tones. So I've basically set a... Um, I've set a uh, oscillator to go into it to every once in a while um, create some tones. Uh, it sends enough voltage that it decides, okay, I'm going to change the tone that I'm sending out, the voltage that I'm going to send out. And that goes into a quantizer, which makes it choose between one of three tones in the C major scale, the C major triad. That goes out into basically a, a wave envelope adjuster and uh, filter and uh, LFO and all, all sorts of other bloopity bloopity crap into a delay and off to the effects which all everything in the end gets a hefty dose of reverb
gets layered together. That was my first ambient patch. Uh, I think it was okay. I mean, it, it, it's a little noisy at certain points. Um, but uh, it was kind of, it's fun to deal with. And uh, VCV is well worth, a, uh, well worth the download if you got the time uh, and uh, energy to uh, sit and play with it. And I've, I've really been enjoying it. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, as I said before, uh, Omri Cohen uh, on uh, YouTube does some amazing tutorials on uh, on some of the things that you can get out of this thing. And boy, oh boy, some of the stuff that he gets out of it is just absolutely fantastic. Fantastic stuff. And I mean, obviously, you have to kind of like electronic music. Um, I know several people that don't. <laughs> I've always liked it. I've liked it since uh, I first heard uh, what did what was really the first turn on for me for electric music. I think it was um, the Art of Noise. I think was kind of the first uh, foray that I had into ele electronic music. I guess we would call it that. Um, sampling for sure, and creating um, uh, creating music from that. I've always been very interested in that. And you can actually sample in this. Um, you can use a microphone input or you can sample any of the um, any of the modules that you make. You can send it to basically, uh, you can see even over here uh, on one side of the, the, the patch, I actually, well, it looks like I do have a track that is indeed from a sample, but I think the sample is not there anymore. So uh, there used to be something in, in it that uh, would loop. Uh, go backwards and forwards and um you can the the great thing about it with all of the all the randomizers and you know oscillators and triggers you put in there you can pretty much control whatever you need to do on here and then of course this can all get hooked up with a keyboard uh midi uh or a midi um interface uh with your computer and you can basically set it up like a you can set up, if you have a synth sound that you want to make, you can make your very own synthesizer sound on here. You can play it on the keyboard. You can have your keyboard hooked up to it. You can have uh, any of those, you know, uh, MIDI pads. They're like little drum pads. Uh, you can hook those up and they can do, uh, send a MIDI signal to the, to the, um, to the computer and it'll say, oh, well, you hit that pad. I want to do this and it'll do whatever it is. Um, and then uh, if you really want, if you're into producing a lot more music, you can bring this into your digital audio workstation, your DAW, as it's, a, a, you know, I pretend to know about this stuff, but I'm still a, a, a noob. So anybody who is sitting there going, oh my God, you got this all wrong. Yes. 
<laughs> yes, I did. Uh, I'm just learning. But um, as you start to work uh, in your DAW, you can actually get a, uh, a plugin that works with your digital audio workstation. So you can actually control VCV from there as well. Uh, and the digital audio workstation is just like a, it's for podcasters. We kind of, we, I think that, you know, audacity is more of a, you know, a program like audacity, which is a free audio editing program. Uh, that's how I've always sort of dealt with audio on computers, but this is a lot of tracks that you can bring different instruments in and, 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 uh, it's great for basically producing music, um, uh, and other things, um, GarageBand is essentially a digital audio workstation, I believe. In fact, I don't think it essentially it is. I think it is. And so you can produce songs in it. So this is all to say that VCV works out as a VST plugin. Look at all those, look at all those acronyms and letters. Um, works as a, a plugin in your DAW. Uh, I think you have to pay for VCV rack uh, to get the plugin, or maybe the plugin is extra as well on top of all that. But you know, if you're into it and you're creating music, you probably should uh, investigate it. Uh, the DAW that I use on my computer is something called the Reaper, uh, and I haven't used it in a while. Um, it's, you know, there's uh, there a couple podcasts ago I was talking about how, um, <laughs> here we go again, right? I'm focusing on something, I'm focusing on something uh, that is... It's captured my attention again, right? Uh, like, like video games do, or, um, you know, books, or you know, uh, suddenly I'm 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 all about something, all about playing, you know, a, a sim game or racing or Minecraft, or I'm all about reading, and there's all. It always changes with me. So this is the recent thing. And um, uh, JT, it's at uh, slugasdug.wordpress.com. It used to be slugasdug.com. It is, uh, I got rid of that a long time ago because I didn't want to pay for it anymore. Uh, it is just at slugasdug.wordpress.com. And uh, you can listen to them there. In fact, uh, I'll show you the webpage. Can I do that? No, I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> You can find it yourself. Um, uh, it um, it came, it occurred to me, I think this is where I was going in my thought here. Oh, and before this all started, just as a little Christmas present to myself, I decided to break my glasses. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do about that. I think I have an extra pair of glasses somewhere that I might be able to... Might be able to use... Oh. I was putting them on. I had my headphones on and I was trying to slip them in between my hat and my headphones and... Snap! It's, they're just plastic. They're not... I don't even think they were supposed to, to, to do that. But they're old enough. I guess it's time for new glasses. Uh, I love these glasses, though. These were great. These were... Um, what brand were these? These were some German band. German brand. Uh, like... Oh, man. Had a great name. Had a great name. Can't remember now. Wouldn't probably wouldn't be able to read it anyway. Um that's it. Sluggasdug.wordpress.com. Did I say wordpress.sluggasdug.com? Yeah, that's sluggasdug.wordpress.com. Awesome. 
Um, so as I said before, my focus, right? It, uh, I, I tend to be, I, I get stuck on things for a while. As I was walking from the car this morning after dropping off my daughter at school, and uh, I was walking to the house from the parking lot and parked the car. There was a beautiful amount of sun coming down from the south, right over top of the lake, washing over top of all the front of the townhouse complex that I live in. And they're all made of brick. And it was it just a beautiful, beautiful glowing orange uh, color that was happening everywhere. And I had one of those moments um, that it was, it was essentially a moment of wonder where I very much noticed the beauty of something, of the world apparently, at that point. The beauty of early morning sunshine on brick. The beauty of the repetitive geometric uh, pattern and shapes of the gable-ended townhouses as they went off to the distance. The beauty of starting to understand perspective. The beauty of the way that that works, the way that our eyes work, the way that we perceive wavelengths, the way that we exist in the world. And it was like this chain of events that happened that probably like that in my head and in my gut, as I was dropping my daughter off at school for the last day of school before the Christmas holidays, uh, Merry Christmas, by the way, if you were listening to this just before your Christmas break. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours from the Slug is Doug podcast and Slug is Doug on, or Slug, Slugor, on uh, twitch.tv, twitch.tv slash Slugor. Your kids, JT, apparently, a uh, faithful viewer to the Slugor uh, Twitch channel, good friend, also a very, very wonderful player of PUBG, Player Unknown's Battleground. He's, he's, he's pro. Pro, pro, pro. Another JT. His poor children have two days of school next week. I hope they get through it, dude. I, I hope that you get through it. Um, <laughs> dude, you are, the, you are the biggest level of pro that we all need. It's not about whether or not you're really, really good at a game. It's how entertaining you are and how entertaining you are when you're playing. Um, but as I was saying, it was like one of these... One of these moments that just sort of happened as I was walking from the car to the house. It was just a simple, simple uh, activity that I was doing. Where all of a sudden, it was just this flash of, of wonder and beauty. And I thought, you know, I need to podcast about this. I need to talk to the Sluggest Dog listeners about this. And I need to talk to the people, apparently, on Twitch about this. Because, uh, you know what? The world kind of sucks right now. It really does. Uh, there's a lot of crappy things going on in the world. There's viruses. There's all sorts of social problems. There's all sorts of political problems. Um, but to have that moment of wonder as you see it, as you, as you, you know, as, well, as I saw it, as I was walking from the car to the house, really to go get a coffee, 
which meh. I'm almost out. Hmm. And it's very cold. Um, to have that moment, it's just it's a gift, really. And but it was also at that point that I realized that perhaps that is that is not. I I think the first thing that I thought was that that is my problem. <laughs> if I have a problem, oh, actually I do have a lot of problems. But if if I um, if I try to explain off my inability to is it an inability my uh constant refocusing of attention let's call it that let's not call it an inability to focus let's just call it a ever-changing level of focus on different things <laughs> we call it that all right um i think that that is kind of where i head is that i look for i am constantly looking for that moment of wonder that sense of wonder and it it can come in in a lot of different forms some days it's just a it's sunshine on buildings other days it's music it's it's sound you know take this uh, ukulele that's beside me for chant uh, for example i years ago at the beginning of the podcast really uh was it 11 years ago 12 years ago now um I was playing the I was playing the ukulele, expecting the the birth of my daughter, and I was saying that I was going to learn how to play ukulele, and uh, I was going to play for her. Um, well, that um, that didn't really happen because you know what happens: a baby comes and uh, you get busy doing other things. It's too bad. It's too bad. I mean, I've kept it up. She's done very well with it. She's been using it in school. She's been using it in school uh, because they are taking ukulele in school instead of actually doing wind instruments because of uh, what? Oh, yeah, COVID. So she's been learning it. Uh, and she's been learning guitar, too. Uh, guitar. Did I say tar? She's been learning to tar. Yes, she's been learning to tar and feather people. Um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting thing because I think now what I'm starting to do is I'm starting to make her do the things that I wanted, wanted to do or wish that I had done when I was a kid. So, you know, that's, there's that, there's that to be said, but every once in a while, you know, I get stuck in and I start, I start messing around with the ukulele. That sounds like it's out of tune. Yeah, so that was that. Uh, and of course, then there's this guitar here. Uh, there's this guitar here where she's actually learning guitar, and I've been sitting in on some of her lessons. And uh, it's got me a little bit curious about it as well. Same with piano. Um, but that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. And I think there are other things too, you know, like uh, reading... Reading happens. Uh, I get a moment. I get those moments of wonder in reading, where you know, in certain books, I get uh, really get focused, and 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 you know, you, you start to get hooked on certain things like that, where 
as you're sitting and reading, you're starting to get the the joy of imagining what's going on and 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 what it does to your brain and to your thought patterns and makes you think about different things. There was years ago that I was reading a book by Neil Stevenson. Um, uh, uh, JT in the chat is saying that his father has probably over 25 guitars and ukuleles. If only he were a musician. Um, I hope he does. He, does he play them? <laughs> I hope he plays them. Uh, but maybe not. You know, they are beautiful things. I have been um, watching a um, a YouTuber. I love YouTube. Uh, I'm watching a YouTuber. Um, he's finally... His, JT says his dad is now finally taking guitar lessons. So that's good. Uh, look, I started piano lessons at the age of uh, 48 or something like that. Uh, I've since to stop playing piano. Um but um, I might get back to it, especially now that I'm, I, for Christmas, I have asked for a keyboard that can, that can connect to my computer so that I can use VCV. Uh, so you can expect some terrible, terrible electronic music from the old Slugor very soon. Um, what was I on? Uh, I was talking about, oh, Neil Stevenson, the Neil Stevenson novel, Seven Eves. Um, if you don't know Neil Stevenson, he wrote, uh, probably his sort of breakthrough book was Snow Crash, which was a sci-fi novel about, I guess it was about virtual reality. It's about plugging into the net. It kind of, it was a cyberpunk, early cyberpunk, uh, novel, uh, about a skateboarding, um, cyberpunk who lives in the cyber world who jacks in and I don't know I can't remember really what happens but they, you know there's it's kind of that uh, typical uh, typical cyberpunk novel where it's uh, kind of like a hard-boiled it's like a I always want to call it hard-boiled detective because that's how cyberpunk was originally uh, explained to me but the protagonist in fact I think that the protagonist in that his name is something it's like protagonist or something like that. Um, oh, hero. I think his name is hero. <laughs> um, I think his name is hero protagonist or something like that. Oh, now I need to know. Now I need to know. Let's see. Uh, let's go. We'll go to the internet. We're going to the internet live on air and on the podcast, as we usually do when, when Doug can't remember things. Uh, snow crash uh, book characters that should get me close uncle enzo hero protagonist i was right <laughs> so his name is hero protagonist h-i-r-o hero uh bit of a um bit of a convenient name neil a little bit a little bit on the nose if you ask me don't you don't you think uh, but it was good. I, I actually quite enjoyed uh, that book when I read it. Um, I should probably maybe pick it up again. I see this is the thing. There's so many books that I have read over the years that I have said, I really like that book and I want to read it again. Um, but I have such a long, long, long list of books that I still want to read that just gets longer every day every day it gets longer and i i go oh i'll add that to the the old goodreads list i'm gonna read that that's to read 
Thank God I've finally been able to read things. In fact, right now, currently, I am reading um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm in the... Is it the second book? Uh, Restaurant at the End of the Universe? I think that's the second book in the... Is it four books? Five books? Six books? I can't even remember how many books. I think it was originally a trilogy that ended up being five books or something like that. It's the second book, yeah. So uh, I just got into that. That's that's about a, a bit of fun. Uh, I finished uh, listeners from last episode, maybe two episodes ago. I can't even remember when I did it. Um, I was talking about uh, the Adam Sternbach books. Sternbach? Sternberg? Stern, Sternbach. Sternbach? Sternberg. Sternbach? Sternberg. Uh, I should know because uh, Sternberg. I should know because I wrote him. Um, after I finished reading the second novel in the series, I wrote him uh, and said, "Hey, hey, man!" <laughs> I went to his website. I was wondering, you know, is the third is there going to be a third uh, Spade Man novel? And on his website, he listed uh, that. There's supposed to be. He's working on one. And uh, in the meantime, read this other book. I think it's called The Blinds. And um, um, JT says there were six books in the um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy tri uh, trilogy. So it's a double trilogy. A sexology. Written by another author, though. Um, so that's interesting. <laughs> Leave it to Douglas Adams to do that, right? Um, so, anyway, I wrote to Adam Sternberg and I said, uh, hey, dude. I didn't really say dude, but, you know, I'm cool that way. I said, uh, Adam, um, really enjoy your books. Uh, I hope that to see a third one coming out soon. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks for what you do. And I, I just basically sent him a quick note. I didn't expect anything in return. Well, it turns out. And I think what, what really made me want to write to him is that he's from Toronto. He's from Toronto. Uh, originally, I think, or he's Canadian. Something like that. Uh, so I, I wrote him and I said, hey, thanks for the books. And he wrote back. I was very surprised to see it. He wrote back. And so uh, we've sent a couple messages back and forth. So um, I forget why I got onto that. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I was talking about Neil Stevenson's Seven Eves, and that was a book that, that uh, was... Uh, it was basically the moon explodes in that book, and the, the world needs to... The Earth needs to get together. They need to... All the governments on the planet need to work together to, do, to come up with a solution to save humanity. Let that sink in. He wrote this... Um, is that the book over there? No, that's Read Me. Um, he wrote this... Let's see when that was wrote, written. I think that was 2015. Uh, let's see. 2015, yeah. Published uh, in 2015. So he, brought, he, he wrote it, who, who knows when. Um, Well, there you go. The moon explodes, basically causing a chain of events that will eventually end in the Earth boiling. 
It will end up in the earth burning up. And it's not going to be slow. It's not going to be 30 years. It's not going to be 60 years. It's not going to be 100 years. It's going to be like, I think, I think the idea is it's going to happen within, within two years. When before something called the hard rain is going to begin, where all of the debris from the moon that has miraculously, strangely, out of the blue, or the black, more appropriately, exploded. Creating basically a debris field, which then will eventually shower down onto the Earth and decimate it. Including everybody on, on board. It's such a good... Such a good feeling book, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I remember I was reading that on the patio uh, one summer afternoon, and I started thinking about, oh, my God, that is that is scary. You know, we all know what Neil is really talking about. He's talking about climate change, right? For those of you that didn't know. Um, and But here is a situation where finally the... Um, the world has to do something about it to survive. They actually do pull it together, kind of, and get a, a large group, a large number of people off planet, and they basically create an arc um, to remake the world. And they have to come up with a plan to go to Mars and try to settle Mars. But only some people will go to do that because they will most certainly die in the first wave. Um, the And they had to, you know, he goes into like the choices that civilization has of, of how, who they choose to go up. Who the first people that go up, who's going to be the most important person up there, who's, how's it going to run? Is there going to be a government? All this kind of stuff. So it, 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 it was interesting. It was an interesting book. I do remember kind of by the last, I think there was three parts to it. Um, let's see. Yeah, three parts. It's 880 pages long. As a Neil Stevenson novel always is. Um, but boy, I remember reading that. I remember reading that in the backyard a couple years ago. Two, three years, probably three or four years ago. And going, holy crap, this is scary. This is amazing. And we got to do something about this. And this was at about the time that there was the, uh, the public... The, uh, the article released or the study released that said that we have missed our target and we are actually, you know, if, if we don't control, um, um, if we don't get ahead of climate control within the next, was it 10 years, I think at that point, uh, we are in trouble. And now that's come down to five years or something, even less. I, I don't know. I don't know what the exact science is on that, but uh, what the exact numbers are. Uh, suffice to say, we're we're not doing so well. And then, hey, look what what ends up happening a year ago or a year and a half ago, a bloody pandemic. Oh, good lord. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, focus, focusing. It's it's. I I do realize that I I look for that I look for that wonder. I look for that wonder. And so I think that it explains why I will go on kicks on YouTube, say, watching videos like machine, people machining things out of, out of metal, uh, watching someone, 
use a, a, a metal lathe and create parts or using a milling machine and smoothing off and creating different metal parts. And obviously there's the entertainment value of the videos, but also just the wonder of the, the person who's actually there doing these things, creating something. And yeah, of course, I start thinking, oh, I want a machine shop. I want, I want to, I want to go back and machine things. And I, I just barely touched the world of um, machining when I was in university. We had a huge shop to work in at architecture school, and one of the shops we had a big wood shop, and then attached to it there was uh, a machine shop. Um, and you could go and work on, on metal, on the metal lathe. There was um, a milling machine. There was, I don't think they were into CNC controlling yet. Uh, would have been maybe a bit early. Uh, maybe there was, but I don't think we had one. So, uh, there was one project, uh, I finally got to do it. I got, I got to do some machining while I was in there and that was quite fun. I did some lathe work. I did some machining, um, on the mill work. Uh, it was actually for my... Um, what was it for? Oh, it was for my thesis, which I have presented here on the podcast before, uh, at least the reading of it. Um, yeah, they would have been around then. They would have, the CNC, yeah, you're right, JT. CNC would have been around then. I think they've been around for 30 years or more, probably. I'd have to check that out. Um, computers have been around for just as long, you know, what? Computers have been around since the 60s, so obviously we've probably had them numerically controlling machines since then. Um, but it was fun. I made some um, tape, some tensioners for my tape loops um, for my uh, my enormous tape loop that I made to go climb up the stairwell at the School of Architecture and uh, create um, uh, create the, the in, uh, huge delay. Um, I forget what I called it. I should really remember. It was my thesis. To be fair, it was 20 some odd years ago. <laughs> was it 20? 24 years ago. Wow. 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 So, uh, that's interesting. And the other thing, you know, then, then it also explains why I get into, you know, like I'll watch somebody doing artwork. I will watch someone drawing. I will go and attempt to learn how to draw again. You know, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be artistic. I'm supposed to know these things. Um, but I don't, I, a long time ago, I had a, a friend of my father who was, um, friend of my father's friend of my father's. He was my father's friend. So is he a friend of my father, or a friend of my father's? I think he's a friend of my father, isn't he? whatever um uh he uh he said to me uh if you want to be an architect the thing you need to do is draw every day you need to sketch sketch get sketch keep a sketchbook and draw every day i was 17 or 18 when he told me this and i was like yeah yeah get right on that buddy and i never did it I never did it. And the people that I know from architecture school that I went through with have done the best and, and uh, love what they do and um, 
who I now look at and say, oh my God, they are amazing. Um, they did that. They did that. They kept a sketchbook. They have the talent. They uh, honed their skill. They honed their ability to, to draw. And I didn't do it. And so now I, I, I sit here and I, I go, oh, I better, I better keep that up. And so I'll start a sketchbook for a while. And once again, I'll get focused in and I'll do a sketch every day, you know, at least for a while. And then I'll stop. And then something else will catch my wonder. So I can see how it's, it's, I'm, it's I kind of squirrel is, is what I like to refer to it. I'm sure many people refer to it as that. It's that sort of the hay squirrel attitude. I don't know. Uh, Heavy D, uh, wonderful all long time, I am assuming. Well, faithful slug as Doug listener, Heavy D. She did get in touch with me in the last episode where I was a little bit down on myself. And um, she said, hey, you know, you, you might have adult ADHD or you may have ADHD. So maybe you might want to get yourself checked out. Um, and uh, I did an online test. It says no. But. I don't know, maybe I wasn't being truthful enough. I, I should maybe try a few online tests and maybe even actually talk to my doctor about it eventually. <laughs> eventually I will maybe um, but it's that it's that spark you know mathematics was like that for me every once in a while something happens in in math where the 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 spark of wonder comes up and and I'm like oh this this is this is revealing slowly one by one the secrets of the universe you know uh, a couple of years ago I did a podcast where I was talking about what um what I thought was one of the one of those moments, you know, I think I called it a dark night of the soul where I stayed up all night listening to a, uh, to a song and it was, um, oh, I can hear it in my head right now. It was, um, it's by the spinners. Um, and it is, what's the name of it? Um, I'll be around. If you've never listened to, I'll be around by the spinners. Uh, there's, I mean, there's really not much to it. You know, it's a good song. It's a good song. But at that moment when I was listening to it on the headphones, uh, and in the mood that I was in where I maybe have had, maybe I was looking for something. Maybe I was searching for something, something to latch on to. You know, it's late at night. I may have had a drink or two. I don't know. Can't remember. The the way that the, the the structure of the song, the production of it, the sound, the sound design of it, spati spatiality of it, the simple guitar chord progression in the background, um, the lyrics, just the sound, just the overall package of it kind of like scratched it for me that night for me i mean it might be different for you but um for me that night it scratched at the surface of the secrets of the universe i know it sounds awful it sounds awful doesn't it i, I really do sound like a weirdo uh but i i own that i am weird i'm a weirdo uh but it was one of these things that was just like it was in my mind i had i had 
I had glimpsed at true. I think what it was is that I had glimpsed. I had a glimpse of true artistic expression and perfection from my point of view. And at some way, some level that is related to the secrets of the universe. Going back to the idea of the wonder of seeing sunlight spilling on um, orange brick, red brick, orange sunlight on red brick, slightly green grass. I mean, where things are starting to turn color here, the leaves are gone. It would have been nicer with actually the fall color leaves. Cool, clear morning. It's sublime, really. It's it's a peek at the sublime, and it and it's it's seeing the wonder and the beauty of things, which you know mathematics does that to me sometimes. Sorry to get all nerdy, but it does it does sometimes, and it's not like I do a lot of math on a regular basis anymore. But I remember you know uh, watching math videos from. I forget what the guy's name is, but obviously a YouTube guy, because I, I have, apparently I have a YouTube problem. Um, uh, he's the guy on YouTube that points out all the the, the math issues. Um, there was one of them. Um, most recently, he did a, a, a it was a he did a reply to Dreams. Uh, uh, problems that sprung up from his speed run and the talking about RNG. And so he, the dream apparently got a, uh, um, yeah, for people who don't know dream is a YouTuber, uh, who plays Minecraft and he does speed runs of Minecraft in various different ways. And he has a huge, huge following. Uh, and there was, uh, he did a speed run of, um, Minecraft from the beginning to defending the, the ender dragon. And, um, I know people on Twitch are like, ah, we know that we, we know video games. We know Minecraft. I'm talking to my podcast audience. Okay. They don't necessarily know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but, um, uh, there was something that happened along the way where basically somebody said, well, that doesn't seem to work out with the logic of it. And we don't think the speed run counts, whatever. I don't know the full details. I don't really care. Go on, go find it for yourself. But there was a guy, uh, YouTube math guy, who uh, he he used to do a comedy routine that was also um, uh, about math, and he uh, did a reply to Dreams' um, investigation as to you know his reply and his investigation, uh, and you know that was that was fun. Uh, but he does that he does it often. He does a video. Um, he's done videos where he talks about different um if i sound uh, um, distracted i'm looking for his name right now uh but he does videos about crazy things that happen in math and, and wonderful mysterious things and that has had that has been something that has uh it has grabbed my my wonder bone Ooh. <laughs> Okay, yeah, grabbed my Wonderbone. Um, yeah. Okay, then. 
Uh, well, I mean, what's his name? Uh, am I not? Anyway, he's... Long ago, when I was a kid, when I figured out this, this idea of uh, multiplying numbers by nine and the, the resulting number, the individual... Um, uh, the, the individual digits of the result adding up to nine or being divisible by nine. I discovered that as a kid on my own without being told. And uh, like, I mean, I, come on. Folks, this was the 70s. The internet wasn't around. There was no way I would know or find out about this. And my teachers didn't tell me about it. I figured it out for myself. And the day that I saw that, you know, 9 times 5 is 45, and 4 and 5 add together to equal 9, I mean, my mind exploded. And it, it's one of those things that it's just like, well, here's a strange pattern in the universe. It's a pattern. So we're starting to see the way that is made. The What is the secret? And and this is all a very, very long, long, long rant, as usual, as things go with me, to say that I, 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 I started to realize that those are the moments that I, I think that my brain is kind of looking for in the background that gets me focused and excited on things. And, and I want to find out more about it. But then I started thinking, is it, do I really want to know the secrets of the universe? Or do I just want to see, do I want to see the hints? Is it the hints more that I want to see and I want to investigate more? Because, you know, obviously I don't think that, that, you know, art is going to find the secret of the universe. I don't think that math alone is going to find the secrets of the universe. In fact, I probably don't even think we're going to ever find out the secrets of the universe because what? It's an infinite universe. <laughs> so there's an infinite number of secrets. Which is a good thing. This is a good thing because then that means there's an infinite number of things that I could be interested in. So, maybe not such a bad thing. Maybe not such a bad thing. But I do have to keep in mind that every once in a while I need to get myself out of those things and do the things that I have to do. And that is go grocery shopping. Make a to-do list about housework, about repairs, about chores, about um, whatever. And it's that break from the mundane that is, you know, that mundane that is what I describe here on a regular basis in my life, the mundane life of myself. It's that break every once in a while that is so wonderful to see. To be able to go, ah, okay, it's not such a bad place that we live in. It's not such a bad time that we're living in because we still have all these secrets around us. We still have them and we can still have those moments of wonder. And that gives me hope. It gives me, it gives me a lot of hope for the future. Um, it gives me... I guess it gives me hope because... People smarter than I, who are working on, working on the big problems, who are indeed focused, <laughs> who are indeed focused in this world and do not have a problem with YouTube and going down rabbit holes of watching guitar building or watching videos of people doing painting, the drawings in the manner of a printer or something like that. Um, the people who are indeed actually focused and working on the big problems could maybe 
maybe have that spark of wonder, that momentary peek at the secrets of the universe that might help to give us a solution to some of the really big, big problems that we have. Inspiration. A moment of inspiration, right? Sometimes wonder turns into inspiration, turns into wonderful things. And I think that that's, that's, how can that be a bad thing? It's not a bad thing, is it? It's a good thing. So what am I saying? What am I up to? What am I saying? I'm saying, I'm saying that I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, I'm not so concerned uh, about what I was talking about in the last episode where I was saying, is there a problem with me? What's wrong with me? Why, why do I jump from thing to thing? I'm starting to realize that that's what I do. These are the, these are the things that interest me and inspire me to do things. And sometimes we, sometimes that moment of wonder does not inspire to create wonder. Wonder creates wonder. Does it? I hope it does. Hmm. Um, but it does reinforce the discussion I had last time does reinforce my need to set boundaries, to set, to set, um, schedules, to schedule myself, to regulate. Maybe that's more appropriate. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. I need to regulate the, um, well, you know, if I was talking about my kid, I would say like, we'd have to regulate screen usage, you know, here you can only watch 25 minutes of YouTube a day. Then you have to do your homework and you have to do clean your room and you have to do practice guitar. You should go out for a walk. You should walk the dog, clean up the dog poop, whatever, feed the dog, water the dog, all those kind of things, right? I have to do those things myself. I don't have someone telling me to do those things anymore because I'm an adult. I'm 50 damn years old. <laughs> I should know how to do these things. I should be able to regulate myself. And I think I'm realizing that I sometimes have issues with that. And that's fair. That's fair, I think. And I think it can be fixed. I think it can be fixed. And that small glimpse at the beautiful orange sunlight shining off of the simple rectangular boxes with triangles on top of beautiful red brick on an early Friday morning in December, December 17th, 1919, 19? oh my God, 2021. It told me that. It told me that. It told me that, that, yes, it's okay. It's okay to have these moments because they make you feel good. They make you think. They make you, they make you, you. And you've got to be fair to yourself. You have to be willing to forgive yourself for the, the missteps you make. You have to be, you have to be fair to yourself. You have to be, 
you have to love yourself like you would love your own child. And you have to give yourself guidance like you would give your own child. So there we are. And here I am. I gave myself permission to sit down for... I don't know, what's it been? An hour and a half now? To sit down and just... Talk it out. That's what I do. So thanks for coming. Thanks for listening to the Slug is Doug podcast. Whether you're on Twitch. JT, I see you're still here. Good. Glad that you're here. MMD, I know you were here earlier. I don't know if you're still here. But I'm sure you're listening. And so we're going to end the... Uh, we're going to end the podcast. We're going to end the recording, and then we're just going to do a little bit of uh, be a little Twitch stream. I, I still have to go pick up the kid at eleven thirty, but let's uh, let's end the recording. Um, so let's just wrap things up. So thank you, thank you for joining me for the Slug as Doug podcast. Uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. <laughs>